Some more upsets at Euro 2020 in the round of 16 as they have completed now. We had Croatia and Spain still being played. We had France versus Switzerland. We had England versus Germany. And to wrap it up, we had Sweden and Ukraine for the final match of Euro 2020's round of 16. So let's dive into it. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the second episode of On the Sidelines with me, Cameron Capobianco. And now it's done. It's all set in stone. The round of 16 is over. On to the quarterfinals. The final eight are revealed. We already revealed them in the first episode with Nicholas Fiore. Be sure to go check that out. But now it's time for the quarterfinals. But before we get into that, let's just wrap up with a couple of games. Spain and Croatia finished 5-3. We were talking about that on the first episode as it was being played. But now it is official 5-3. No comeback for Croatia in extra time. Now we head on to France and Switzerland. The big upset here was that a heavy favorite France lost. They lost 5-4 to four on penalty kicks. It was 3-3 three to three after extra time. But unfortunately, it was ended up being 5-4 to four for the Swiss. The weird thing was on that last penalty kick when Kylian Mbappe's shot was saved, the referee didn't blow the whistle for a couple seconds. And you might be wondering if you noticed that, why didn't he call it? Well, I'm going to go over that as because in the rule book, the ball has to completely stop or not be in the direction of the net. So what that means is if the goalie saves it, but it's still bouncing towards the net, the it can't be called yet because due to the fact that the ball has to completely either cross the line or like I said, it has to go the other way. So until that ball is completely stopped, that ref can't blow the whistle until he knows for sure that the ball is going to completely stop. I don't know. What's your take on it, guys? Let me know down below, but let's move on now. Yes, like I said, Switzerland beat France 5-4 to four on penalty kicks. Now we head into the last day of the round of 16 where we had England and Germany being played. England defeated Germany 2 to nothing. The weird thing was people had Germany as a favorite to beat England, but for the first place Group D team, it kind of proved why they were first place as they won 2 to nothing with goals of course coming from Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane in the second half of the game. My only concern was for the German side, why was Leroy Sané benched? I know it was towards the last minute, but why was he benched? And also, why was Serge Gnabry benched? That was a that was like a weird thing in my opinion to see. Two great players for Bayern Munich being benched. That can't be something usual. Timo Werner started. Don't get me wrong. Timo Werner is a great player with Kai Havertz too. That chemistry is there. But Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané are a really Really good duo right there. But nonetheless, England moved on to the quarterfinals, defeating Germany, like I said, two to nothing. And to wrap it up, all enough. I really just lost my words there. Wow. Um, anyways, but let's move back into it. Sweden and Ukraine, the final match of Euro 2020's round of 16, ended in dramatic fashion, too, which I was watching. It was really cool to see. Ukraine won in the last minute of stoppage time over the Swedes. The first place Group E team couldn't combat Ukraine, obviously. But Ukraine just pulled off one of the best goals ever in stoppage time in extra time. And of course, you know what happens at the end of stoppage time in extra time? Penalty kicks. 
But Ukraine didn't want to go to penalty kicks, and they sealed it up with a 2-1 to win thanks to that goal in stoppage time and extra time. So that's it for the round of 16. Now we head on to the quarterfinals. And here are your matchups when they start on Friday, July 2nd. It is Italy versus Belgium, as I mentioned previous times in the previous episode. 3 p.m. start time on Friday, July 2nd, like I mentioned. And the first game on that one is Spain versus Switzerland. So Italy versus Belgium will be played second. Spain versus Switzerland will be the first match. So my predictions for that will be Italy, I would say, advances. This is going to be a tough challenge for Italia as well. But... We don't know for sure if Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard will be healthy. Obviously, in their round of 16 matchup against Portugal, they unfortunately left the game as subs due to hamstring injuries. But that doesn't mean to stop him as you had Thorgan Hazard, who scored that beautiful goal in the game against Portugal that won him actually the game by one to nothing. Then you have Jan Vertonghen. You have Thibaut Courtois. And you have, I'm trying to think who was the other player that they had. Romelu Lukaku, that's it. As Romelu Lukaku will be another great player for them. While you look at the Italian side, Ciro Immobile, Lorenzo Insigne, Locatelli. All great players. This team has everything they need. And I'm going to give the edge to Italy because the goalie's back. As obviously Gianluigi Donnarumma is there to replace John. John Luigi Buffon as the starter, not replace him entirely because let's face it, you can't replace Gigi Buffon, one of the best goalies in the history of this game. But you have Leonardo Bonucci, obviously. You have everybody there from that defense. I'm just naming a few players off that list. You could take a look at that team yourself as well. But the edge has to go to Italy for putting together a team that is just insane. Just all around with strikers, some of the best, like I said, Chiro Immobile, one of the top goal scorers in Serie A. I believe he was actually the top scorer, along with Lorenzo Insigne, Marco Verratti, a PSG. Just some great players, although I've been hearing this a lot. They did get lucky in Austria, but obviously that's not the case now. Luck did pay off as Italy did beat Austria 2-1. to So now we move on to that, and like I said... I am going to give the edge to Italy over Belgium, making Italy advance to the semifinals. In the second matchup, I got to give the edge, guys, to probably Spain as a heavy favorite. I know Switzerland just pulled an unlikely upset against the French, but I really got to give the edge to Spain here. Obviously, replacing a team from Euro 2012 and 2008, those two teams went back-to-back winning the Euro Cup, but it, obviously they were, did replace the players Alvaro Morata of my favorite team. Juventus is playing there. Just, they still could replace the pieces, and they put it together so nicely. Spain will beat Switzerland, in my opinion, meaning that a rematch of Euro 2012's finals, Italy versus Spain, will be played again in my books. As now we head on to match day number two, the other match of the quarterfinals. You have the Czech Republic going up against Denmark. I'm going to give the edge to Denmark on this one because they are playing for Christian Eriksen and they keep playing with their heart. They keep playing with determination. The ball's going their way. They're playing great attacking football. 
So Denmark, to me, will take the Czech Republic. And the final matchup, to me, I'm just going to take England as a heavy favorite over the Ukraine side. Just a great team for of all-round players. You have great strikers, too, like I mentioned with Italy. Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Harry Maguire on defense as well. Don't get me started on that. And Jordan Pickford, who some people I've seen make videos of where he has very small arms in a way, I guess you could say. Um, he's turned out to be one of the best goalies behind, obviously, Joe Hart of the England football history. So, obviously, this team also replaced a bunch of players that are no longer there anymore. And it doesn't seem like those players are gone because you can see in these new new players that they added to the roster. So, obviously, I'm going to give the edge to England on that one, meaning that Denmark versus England in the other semifinal matchup. So, I didn't go over the times for that. So, here you go. Denmark and Czech Republic on Saturday, July 3rd at 12 o'clock followed by England and Ukraine at 3 o'clock. Now, I just want to go back to the Italy versus Belgium game, because like I said, Italy got lucky in that game. I mean, I'm an Italian myself. They did play good attacking football and everything, but however, it was looking like Austria did take them, and they could have probably won in regulation. There's no question about it for Austria, but Italy has all those players that can play. Federico Chiesa, like I said, Manuel Locatelli, just an all-round great team. So if they want to go up against Italy and Belgium, or sorry, Belgium on its own, not Italy and Belgium, because Italy is playing Belgium, like I mentioned, Italy has to play strong attacking football. And what I mean by that is they got to get to kick off right away. They got to put the pressure on early on defense and in offense, and hopefully they got to find the back of the net in that game. Now, how that's going to be done is, like I said, pressure. Pressure means everything. You block the passes. You take the ball away when you can. You turn the ball over and you go the other way. So that's really my prediction for what Italy really has to do. Now, that's going to do it, guys, for this episode. I know it was a really, really short episode, but this is kind of like a part two in a way of the first episode that I did with Nicholas Fiore. Big shout out to him again for joining me on the podcast Really great time having him. Always great chatting with him on anything. So, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know down below who your heavy favorite is to win the Euro Cup as France is now eliminated. Could it be Italy? Could it be Belgium? Could it be England? Hell, could it be Ukraine? You guys let me know what this is going to turn out to be for the winner of Euro 2020. As always, I'm Cameron Capobianco, and be sure to join me for On the Sidelines with the Pro Shop Podcast.